0: Hello, You are listening to Kanecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management team.
1: Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudisov, Portfolio Manager and Senior Research Analyst with the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Quality Value Portfolio. Julie, thank you very much for the time today.
2: Hello Jordan, happy to be here.
1: Julie, the second quarter of 2022 saw continued levels of heightened volatility, leading to overall negative returns across most equity asset classes. Can you discuss some of the key drivers that drove these returns?
2: Yes, equities continue to experience a high level of volatility in the second quarter due to investor growing concerns over slowing economic growth, particularly since the slowing is taking place against the backdrop of significant inflationary pressures that have been exacerbated by Russia's invasion of Ukraine that began on February 24th expected to be more meaningful and last longer than initially anticipated, these inflationary pressures are forcing the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates more aggressively. Investors are concerned, however, that with the economy already showing signs of weakening, the Fed's ability to rein in inflation may be limited.
1: Julie, and industry-runting portfolios typically hold up better during market downturns given our focus on high-quality investments. We've noticed this hasn't been the case during 2022. What are some of the key reasons behind this?
2: Slowing economic growth usually leads investors to focus on quality, solid balance sheets, earnings stability, strong returns on capital, and sustainable secular growth. We did see elements of this flight to quality during the second quarter But the first quarter's performance for the Russell 2000 value benchmark was driven by names with lower earnings quality, weaker balance sheets, and higher volatility. Why was that the case? Inflationary dynamics drove dramatic outperformance of commodity plays, such as energy and basic materials companies, during the first quarter. This is very different from a traditional economic slowdown, where reduced demand typically leads to lower commodity prices, something that we did observe, but not until late in the second quarter. Still, the benchmark's energy holdings were up nearly 27% for the first half of the year. This is a challenging environment for us, with our structurally low exposure to the energy sector, no energy holdings currently, and a very different approach to the material sector due to the segment's inherent capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, things that we shy away from as investors in high quality companies.
1: Julie, can you provide us with some insight into some of the detractors during the quarter for performance of the portfolio, as well as some of the key contributors?
2: Scott's miracle Grow company SMG was our weakest performer during the quarter. Other detractors include cheesecake factory take a cake, Watsco WSO, Latham Group take a swim, and Site One Landscape Supply take a site. Scott's Miracle Grow is a leading manufacturer and distributor of lawn and garden products. The company's brands include Scott's Miracle Grow, Roundup, and Ortho. And brands are important, as most people make only one soil or weed killer purchase a year and at a relatively low price point, are willing to pay a little extra for a well-known brand. As such, brand strength translates directly into pricing power, which is particularly vital in the current inflationary environment. It is quite telling that despite the current price gap between branded and private label products in the category wider than ever, consumers have not traded down to private label. Shares lagged during the quarter, however, The conflict in Ukraine created additional upward pressure on the company's input costs, such as urea used in fertilizers. As a result, management no longer anticipates being able to recoup the margin impact of these cost increases for a few years, despite significant product price adjustments. In early June, the company reduced its annual outlook as a result of a lower than expected level of order replenishment from retailers. In addition, cannabis oversupply issues continue to weigh on the outlook for Hawthorne, the company's hydropower. We view these issues as temporary and continue to believe that Scott's solid market positioning was enhanced further during the pandemic, which drove increased consumer engagement in lawn and gardening projects. We also believe that long-term demand for these products is supported by a generational cycle of millennial household formation. Demand for cannabis-growing inputs and equipment should also continue to develop, driven by expanded state legalization. Stockyards Bancorp (ticker SYBT) was our highest stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors were National Beverage Corporation (ticker NBF), WD Forty Company (ticker WDFC), RLI Corporation (ticker RLI), and Enica Therapeutics (ticker ANIK). Headquartered in Louisville, Kentucky, Stockyards Corp provides both commercial and personal banking services. The company's consistent focus on building long-term client relationships and conservative underwriting has resulted in a long-term track record of above-peer credit quality and profitability. The bank continues to generate a healthy return equity thanks to its low cost deposit base, disciplined loan pricing, and a significant fee income stream. And we believe that it is well positioned to benefit from the rising interest rate environment.
1: Julie, lastly, as we move into the third quarter, what are some of the key considerations you and the team are evaluating from a portfolio perspective?
2: Covid-19 has certainly proven to be an unpredictable enemy, as evidenced by its multiple variants and the recent case resurgence in China. So it will remain a wild card, at least in the near term. And on the geopolitical front, for strategies with minimal exposure to Russia and Ukraine, such as this one, the crisis should continue to have little direct impact. Secondary effects are more concerning, however. Rising gas and food prices, for instance, are already putting pressure on consumer spending, the key driver of the US economy. While some easing on the inflationary front driven by slowing demand is evident, inflation is still running at its fastest pace in years. Financial conditions have tightened considerably with further interest rate increases expected, but again, this are taking place against the backdrop of a slowing economy. While the environment remains both challenging and uncertain, we believe that we are well positioned. As we discussed, an economic slowdown usually leads investors to focus on quality companies. As I mentioned, we shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposure. And in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with solid pricing power, including the ability to pass through any input cost increases to their customers. We see companies that are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth. So for them, a less accommodative rate environment tends to serve as a tailwind from a competitive standpoint. Additionally, in our experience, our company's financial strength allows them to hold more inventory on hand, which is important during periods of supply chain disruptions that are expected to persist this year. We believe that every crisis also presents an opportunity. In fact, one of our favorite ways of new idea generation is looking for better protected businesses in segments under pressure. As such, we continue doing what we have always done, focusing on differentiated, protectable businesses, seeking self-funding entities, producing solid returns on capital from strong balance sheets, a set of characteristics which we believe is particularly relevant today.
1: Thank you very much for your time and your insights, and we look forward to future conversations.
2: Thanks, Jordan. Kane Cast is the
0: official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management. CAR This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR, to be reliable and are not necessarily all inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future
2: results.